Hello, and welcome to the Folkloristic Podcast, the podcast about the stories we love to hear and the stories we long to tell. I'm Bernie, and I will be your host. This week on Folkloristic will be yet another episode in which we will review a book. I recently read a book called Mythago Wood by Robert Holdstock, and I'm going to talk about that for a little bit. I think it's worth reading, and I'm going to tell you why uh, without giving it away. Uh, Also this week we're going to uh, get a quick rundown on folklore in the news. Uh, Also going to talk a little bit about... Uh, something I recently wrote that is up on the Folkloristic blog. So I'm super glad that you've joined me this week. And uh, sit back, grab a cup of coffee or other beverage of choice, and uh, we'll spend a little time together. Like you probably did, I spent much of this past week with family and uh, friends uh, we were with my wife's family in the back country of Middle Tennessee, and it was really nice, fantastic. Um, super glad to have spent some time away from home, and um, just downtime is good always. Uh, we were in the uh, the back country of Middle Tennessee. Uh, I uh, may not eat anything this coming week, but salad. Um, but having a week of of Southern comfort food and uh, Thanksgiving turkey and dressing was a treat for sure, and I'm super grateful for that today, grateful for my family. Um, While we were driving, my wife and I listened to the very first Miss Marple book by Agatha Christie on the car trip through audible.com. And uh, we listened to it. It's called Murder at the Vicarage and uh, sort of a classic whodunit genre uh, fun thing to listen to. Uh, Miss Marple has a quote toward the end of this book, and it sums up a lot of my thinking over the weekend. Uh, here's what she said. The young people think the old people are fools, but the old people know the young people are fools. Let me say that again, just because I think I put the emphasis in the wrong place. The young people think the old people are fools, but the old people know the young people are fools. Well said, Miss Marple. Well said. Um, I wrote a piece this week for the Folkloristic blog, and I'd encourage you to take a few minutes to uh, go over there now and uh, and read it. Um, it's at folkloristic.com slash blog. Um, there's two things which precipitate that piece uh, that I'll just kind of tell you sort of the background of it. We... Um, over the last week or so, uh, my wife and I had f- three different family or, or fa- family members or, or friends who had to bury uh, one of their parents. Uh, those of us who were hitting the half-century mark in life uh, are going to start doing that over the coming years, uh, just how it is and uh, the, sort of the, the way life goes. But uh, it was sobering. Uh, to realize that uh, we have friends and, and, and colleagues and people of our age, peers, who are having to bury their parents uh, because it's that season of life. Uh, I listened to my wife's parents as they talked this week. I uh, really enjoyed listening to my wife's parents as they talked this week. But I realized as I listened to them that not only 
do do I need to uh, realize that I don't have all the time in the world with them anymore? I uh, never did really, but um, it's sort of a sobering reality that that there's going to come a day um, in which they'll be gone. And uh, not meaning to be so morbid, I guess, on this show, but that's the that's the fact. That's the reality that we have to face. Um, the thing that goes along with that is I listen to them talk. Um, they have a lot to say. Um, the people who are the generation older than, than we are, than you are, have stories to tell. That's what folklore is. Folklore is the telling of stories that, that go from one generation to the next generation. It's not just the the fantastical and the, the portal fantasy and the Lord of the Rings and all of the things that I know I love to read and to think about and to dream about and to imagine. But, but what folklore is ultimately are those simple stories that are passed down from one generation to the next generation to the next generation. And for us, we're going to find that those stories are not only great in helping us to remember the people that we love, that those stories are great in that that they teach us life lessons and how to get along in, in, in the basics of, of life, how to be better people. Um, so I just, uh, I don't know, I just would encourage you to read what I wrote on the blog. Um, take some time to uh, think it over and uh, I would love to hear what your thoughts are here. I'd love to hear your feedback uh, on what I wrote. So if you want to go to the comment section of that article and tell some of your stories that that were told to you by generations above you, I would love to hear about that. I'd also love to hear how you are beginning to listen and record the stories that are being told to you by the generations older than you. Um, I think that's a great thing for us to talk about how to do that and how to do that better. So uh, go to folkloristic.com slash blog and let me know what you think. I would love to uh, hear your thoughts. I want to take a little bit of time every month or so to share a little bit of what I'm reading, particularly what I'm reading as it relates to folklore and to stories. I just finished a portal fantasy fiction book. Well, it kind of is a portal fantasy fiction. It, it falls in that genre more or less, but it, it's sort of genre bending in a lot of ways. Um, I think that this book is not only something that I enjoyed, I think you would enjoy, but I, it also has direct implications on this website and this podcast uh, and some of the topics that we are going to be talking about. Mythago Wood by Robert Holdstock. Uh, although it was written in England during the early 1980s, I believe there's a lot of relevance to the idea of folklore and myth and legend in today's North American context. So I want to talk a little bit about that book without giving a whole lot away. The question that comes to mind as I, I hold this book, Mythago Wood, in my hand is this. 
So what dwells in the darkest part of the forest where no human feet have stepped? Uh, that's an exciting question to me. Uh, what what dwells in the dar- darkest part of the forest? You won't have to listen to this podcast for very long to realize that the woods, the forest, holds a lot of mystery and wonder for me personally. Uh, the the idea of a virgin wood, of old growth forest, is something that I am incredibly interested in and, and find fascinating. Uh, we don't have a lot of old growth wood virgin forest in North America yet today. We do way north, um, but uh, in at least the continental United States, it's fairly limited. Uh, there is an old growth forest not far from where I live uh, in South Carolina, the Congaree National Forest that I haven't been to yet, but is very high in my list of places to visit. Uh, it's intriguing and fascinating and captures the imagination in so many ways. When my children were little, we would often take overnight camping expeditions in the forest in the Appalachian Mountains, and those were not necessarily old-growth forests, but they were pretty remote and, and, and pretty far out there. One of the one of the most magical moments that I remember was uh, one time when we left, we lived in Nashville at the time, and we left Nashville and drove into the into the evening, uh, arrived at the parking place, and took off at about 10 o'clock at night down the trail. It was cold and frosty with bright moonlight, and so the, the moonlight was shining on the frosted uh, wood. Uh, there was... Uh, sort of a glistening. I felt like we were in this sort of dreamy, transcendent place in every respect. Um, We were hiking through a Tolkien novel in so many ways, and I thought at any moment the wood elves would make their appearance. Uh, It was a a beautiful evening that I I think even both of my children remember today, even though they're uh, much older now. Since that time, so many years ago, I, I that's maybe what kindled uh, my first interest in forests and, and the woods. So why do I bring all this up? Robert Holdstock's novel, Mythago Wood, uh, stokes that fire, and uh, particularly uh, the fire as it comes to, to old growth forest. It's a story of Stephen Huxley. Uh, he is a uh, man who has grown up with his father and his brother, uh, Christian, uh, at the uh, in a home at the edge of the Rye Hope Wood, uh, somewhere in uh, northern England, and the story is is really interesting to me in that uh, for for a couple of reasons. One, because it it explores the idea of myth in the forest, but not only does it explore the idea of myth in the forest. The thing that I think is super interesting about this book is the way that. Uh, it really just bends time and space in so many ways. Uh, the myth that is of the past uh, dwells in this wood. And so the people of the present go into this wood and, and confront the, the, the living myth of the past. And as they do so, they become themselves the myth that is of the future. So it's the sort of kind of time-bending sort of thing that is a really interesting and fun to read. Uh, I, I highly recommend that uh, you pick up the book and, and, and check it out. Um, 
the 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 plot and the premise of the story intertwine in a in a very wonderfully satisfying way. Uh, there's a, a playfulness to it with, with regards to time and space, and I think it's uh, I think it's something that's 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 worth reading. So uh, Mythago Wood, uh, you should check it out. Uh, there are obviously I'm going to say there are a couple of little issues that I had with it, but nothing major. So uh, as far as just a great story to read. I, I'd, I'd say do it. There are uh, actually three books in this series. I haven't read the other two yet. Uh, we'll do that probably sometime in the next year or so. We'll, we'll pick up the other two on Kindle or uh, see if I can find them in a bookstore. But uh, I, I think that anyone who would enjoy this podcast would enjoy the uh, storytelling of Robert Holdstock in Mythago Wood. Check it out. So this week, I also was able to get in my hands, through the mailbox, uh, Doug McKelvey's book, The Wishes of the Fish King. We talked a little bit about that on the previous, one of the previous episodes of this podcast uh, in our interview with Doug McKelvey. Uh, that book is out, and I must say, if you are a, a father, you need this book. Um, even if your kids are grown, as mine are, I believe that this book is for every father who is out there, who enjoys stories, and who has experienced uh, the wonder of children and of having children and uh, experience what a child's wonder is all about. So I, I just wanted to bring that up to all of you to let you know that, that number one, the book is out, but two, you really need to get a hold of it. Uh, it's moving. It's uh, poignant. It's uh, something that uh, I, I think you will really enjoy. So uh, you can go to the rabbitroom.com and you can order Doug McKelvey's book, The Wishes of the Fish King, illustrated by Jamin Still. And I think you will really enjoy it. Again, all fathers must have. So another recommendation that I have for you this week is actually another podcast. Uh, There is a podcast that is put out, I believe it's by a station in New York, maybe somewhere up in the Northeast Uh, public radio, there's a podcast that is called Listen with the Lights On. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, WAMC Podcasts. The particular episode, actually, I haven't listened to all of these episodes, but several of them, uh, super interesting, fun podcast, um, Listen with the Lights On. A lot of monstery stuff that is a lot of fun. Um, And I like creatures, so... uh, it's, it, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, but there's one that it was really interesting uh, that was, I think, this past week or last two weeks that uh, was was put out by this particular podcast. So you know those signs that you see, historical marker signs that you see along the side of the road? I'm a sucker for those. I'll see them. I'll want to pull over and read them. Um, it drives, would drive my wife crazy if I did that every time I saw one. So... 
Um, I, I don't always do that, but when I'm by myself, when I'm driving around the southeast by myself for my uh, day job, I will oftentimes pull off so that I can read these historical markers because I think it's a super interesting thing to do. Well, in the northeast, in New York, uh, there is a project that the New York Folklore Society is doing uh, that I think is really, really interesting. And so instead of historical markers, um, these placards are legends and lore markers. Uh, so so in New York State, they're putting up these uh, markers that, that put uh, mark the spot of particular stories, legends, folklore uh, that uh, is in the area. So it's super interesting. I, I, uh, I think it's kind of a, a powerful thing to do really because it connects the region, not just with the history, but with the actual stories of, um, of the region, the legends of the, the area, uh, the stories that, that maybe only the locals know, but those of us who aren't local, we might really be interested in finding out, uh, and uh, so I, I think it's a great project, and you can listen to the podcast. Uh, I, I again putting the link in the show notes. Uh, would yeah, just really recommend that you do that. It's uh, it's a super interesting podcast. Uh, I'd subscribed. I have subscribed to this podcast, and would recommend that you do the same. Um, they're speaking with Ellen McHale, who is the folklorist and executive director of the New York Folklore Society, and uh, she talks about the new initiative to mark uh, lore in New York. I hope this project spreads to other parts of the country because uh, I think there are places, particularly close to where I live in, um, in like Charleston, South Carolina, or uh, Augusta, Georgia, and other places where I know folklore is, is thick and heavy, um, but a lot of people don't know anything about it. So having these signs in strategic locations around the country uh, would make travel a whole lot more interesting for many of us. So check it out. Uh, Listen with the Lights On podcast and uh, the episode called Marking Folklore. Uh, recommend it. Here's the question I have for you for this week. What is your local winter weather lore? I uh, would love to hear from you. Uh, you can go to uh, folkloristic.com slash podcast and uh, look down at the show notes and the comment section of this particular podcast and leave a comment about what your winter weather lore uh, is for you locally. Uh, what is the what are the things that uh, the old folks in your community say uh, will determine whether winter is going to be harsh or mild? Uh, would love to hear from you about that. I think it's a super interesting, uh, uh, just an interesting concept, and uh, you know, it's kind of the old farmer's almanac uh, concept of uh, you know what what the weather is actually going to be. So. Uh, yeah, leave a comment in the show notes uh, for this episode five of the Folkloristic Podcast.
That is all that I have for you this week on the Folkloristic Podcast. Next week, I am really excited to bring to you an interview that I had with Joseph Pierce. Uh, Joseph is the author of several biographies that I think you will find really interesting, uh, including Tolkien and Lewis, uh, Chesterton, uh, Oscar Wilde, and others. Uh, He and I had just a fantastic conversation uh, about the books that he's interested in, the books that he's writing. I think you'll find it really, really useful and uh, super interesting. So uh, come back next week to uh, hear the interview with Joseph Pierce. Uh, until then, uh, I, uh, I hope you'll continue to check out the, the Folkloristic website. We're trying to get an article up for you every week. Uh, sign up for the newsletter. That's going to be coming out here very soon. Uh, you're going to Those who have signed up are going to get a, a, a newsletter at the end of the month that will be sort of a summary of all of the things that we've talked about throughout the month and news and helpful information. Uh, related to folklore and myth and legend and story. So uh, sign up, and uh, when you do, you're going to get a copy of the free troll report, and I think you'll like that. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, so uh, that's all for this week. I hope that you've enjoyed our time together. I know I've enjoyed my time with you, and I look forward to talking to you next week once again and until then may your week be magical see ya